Okay. So the other day I was having a conversation with a friend who he was excited that I was starting a podcast and he's like, what's it going to be about? And I was just kind of sharing with him a little bit of my heart behind this podcast and in wanting to speak to Christians about business. And he and I had a little bit of a conversation about how there's very, very little Christian based business and marketing material out there. And I think that this, this topic we're going to talk about today is one of the main reasons why it's not out there very prevalently. And it's this, that very few Christians see their J-O-B job or business as calling work, as kingdom work. And part of this is just honestly, lack of education, lack of teaching, lack of training in the church. And part of it is wrong teaching. So we're going to talk about all of that in today's episode. If you are like 90% of people I know, and you are not excited to go to your job or do what you're doing on Monday morning, and don't get me wrong, not every job is 100% fun 100% of the time. But if you are not excited to do your work on Monday morning, then this is for you. Or if you are doing work that you are like and are passionate about, but you just don't really see how it connects to the kingdom of God, then this is also for you. So buckle up, listen in, take notes, screenshot. Wait, wait, no, don't screenshot. That wouldn't make sense for a podcast. <laughs> okay. You can screenshot the podcast or send the link to your friend, but whatever, listen in, get ready to share, get ready to take notes. It's going to be good. Welcome to Jumpstart Your Dreams. I am Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, business growth coach, content strategist, barrel racer, worship leader, wrangler of tiny humans, and champion of your God-given dreams. If you are finally ready to feel confident pursuing your God-given dreams, know Jesus more, and learn how to market and actually grow your business without losing your mind, then tell the dog to quit barking, grab a notepad and that third cup of coffee, and listen in for some shoot you straight, visionary, and practical tips to get you the breakthrough you've been looking for. Okay, when you think about Monday morning, you think about the start of a work week, how do you feel? Do you feel excited? Do you feel stressed? Do you feel drudgery? Do you're like, oh, I have to go to work. If you are like most people, I don't know, in America, you don't look forward to Monday mornings. That's why Fridays are everybody's favorite because they're done working and they get to have a quote break and do what they love and do what they enjoy. Now, I am not one that says that you need to be working hundred percent of the time, nor am I one that says that every part of every job is going to be a hundred percent fun. But I do think that this, I hate Mondays or I quote have to work. Part of our culture is due to two main reasons. The first one is that you're either not working in your calling or making moves towards working in the area of your gifting and calling and passion, or two, you don't see your work as part of your calling and ministry in and of itself. And I want to talk to you today about those two things a little bit and help you reframe your thinking, reframe your mindset about what calling is, ministry is, the purpose of the church, um, and, and what 
God's primary concern is and help you to take a step back and look at your gifts. So we're going to jump right in. Okay, so the first mindset shift I want to talk about is reframing our thinking about what ministry is. My husband and I both went to Bible school. Lots of things I loved about it. Lots of things that I didn't, you know, like any experience. It wasn't perfect, but I really did love 99% of it. 99% of it. One of the things that they drilled into our head over and over and over in Bible school was that ministry is spelled W-O-R-K. And part of their thinking behind that was like, they didn't want, they didn't want all these Bible school students to get out of Bible school and think that the only part of doing ministry was getting up in the pulpit and delivering a message because it's not for anybody who's ever volunteered in church, uh, been on staff in church, whatever, or been on staff in some sort of quote, parachurch ministry, like a rodeo Bible camp or anything like that. Like, you know, there is a ton of work. Um, a lot of manual labor, a lot of cleaning and sweeping and setting up chairs and all of those kind of things that are involved in the ministry. And when I was in Bible school and when we got out of Bible school, it was like we, we ourselves kind of were on the fringe of this way of thinking that I think is very common in the church. And that way of thinking is for somebody who feels called to serve the Lord, you have quote, made it when you are in full-time ministry meaning that it's your job to work for a church or a ministry or be a traveling preacher or something like that. And I think as, as Christians, it's, it's on one hand, we have this like thinking that if we're going to, you know, give our all to the Lord, it looks like living as a missionary in a grass hut in Africa. And if that's what you are called to do, that is very much going to be part of being obedient for you. I have a friend who is a missionary in Africa and lived in a grass hut for a while. Like, totally, totally called to do it, totally called to be there. That is her calling. But for most of us, our calling is not in a grass hut in Africa. And for most of us, our calling or part of our calling is in the marketplace, is in the workplace. Because just think about it, like if we were all called to preach, if we were all called to be in full-time quote ministry, then there would be just a bunch of pastors and teachers and nobody like in the pews, right? Ministry in and of itself being sold out for the Lord does not have to mean that you are in vocational ministry, getting your paycheck from a church or traveling ministry or as a missionary. That is not the only way to do ministry. Now, please hear me. Am I negating the importance of pastors and associate pastors and people working on staff in the church of the helps ministry of missionaries of traveling ministries. Absolutely not. Nor am I saying that I am never called to be in full-time ministry or my husband's never called to be in full-time ministry. That's not what I'm saying either. But what I am saying is that for us to think for us as this, as a society, us as a church to think that the only way to be in ministry, the only way to be on mission for God is to be in a pulpit or on staff at a church or whatever full-time ministry looks like in the typical American setting for, for us to think that that's the only way to be all in for God or using our gifts is erroneous because it's not. And to fully reframe our thinking about what ministry is, we need to reframe our thinking about the purpose of church. Ephesians chapter four, verse 12, it says that, and it was he, God, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. And then in verse 12, it says to equip the saints for the work of ministry and to build up the body of Christ. 
the Holman translation says, for the training of the saints in the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ. Listen, please know that I'm saying this with love because I am, but your pastor very much has a job to do. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But part of his job is to equip you to go and do your job to help you and I get off our duff and are out of our comfort box and do the things that God has called us to do out in our realm of influence. Because there are people in your world that your pastor will literally never meet unless you reach them and they bring come to your church. There are people in your family that will listen to you that won't listen to somebody from your church, somebody else from your church. There are people in your social media circles that you can connect with, that you can bless, that you can love on, that you can share the gospel with in an authentic way that wouldn't necessarily listen to somebody like your pastor. So I think for us, for us to really, for us to really see our job or our business as calling work, we have to start thinking about what ministry is and ministry really is reaching people for the kingdom of God with whatever you're good at. We need to reframe our thinking about the purpose of church because part of the purpose of church is to train us up to do the work that we are called to do in the sphere of influence that God has placed us in. And don't, don't take this the wrong way. I'm, I am a hundred percent a proponent of being planted in attending, serving, and being part of our local in-person church. Psalm 92, 13 says that those planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. We are absolutely supposed to be planted in a local church. Literally the reason that my husband and I live where we live is because of our local church, because this is where God has us planted and we love it, love it, love it. But being the church and doing what you're called to do extends beyond the four walls of the church. And until we start seeing ourselves and our gifting and our calling as a vital part of God's plan to reach a lost and dying world or to help build up those around us who are maybe already saved, but they're struggling with something or they're having a hard time with something until we start seeing ourselves and our gifting and calling as a vital part of God's plan to love people and to reach people, then we won't take our calling seriously. And we won't, we won't see our everyday lives as mission work. And on that note, the third thing that I think we really need to reframe our mindset about when seeing our job or business as calling work is this. Remember what God's primary concern is, and that is people. Scripture says that he does not want one. He does not want one to perish, but he wills that all men will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In Genesis, when God is creating the earth and he's walking us through, you know, he created plants in their own kind in in their image and he created animals to reproduce after their own kind in their image. The only thing that he says was made in his image is mankind. Nothing else Nothing else was made in the image of God except man, men and women, mankind. And yes, we're supposed to take care of the plants. Yes, we're supposed to be good stewards of all of those things. But God cares more about people than he does about plants. And because God's primary concern is people, he uses people to reach other people. God 
will use your gifting and your calling to reach other people, to reach a lost and dying world, to reach those who maybe are saved, but they don't know what they're called to do yet, or they're saved, but they need encouragement, or they're saved, but they need trained up to do what they're supposed to do. Someone else's victory is on the other side of your obedience. Someone else's victory is on the other side of my obedience. I'm not just pointing the finger at you and saying, like, this is for me too. And the fourth thing, the fourth mindset shift that I want us to make when it comes to seeing our jobs or our businesses calling work is this. I want you to take a step back and look at your gifts as gifts to be enjoyed and shared and used to glorify God. There's a verse in Psalms 19.5 that I just love so much. It's, well, not in Psalms 19.5. It is Psalms 19.5. But it says, like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. And it's talking about the sun. Like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. And I think that we have, we have taken the joy out of doing what we are called to do. It's so many of us, you know we we are created and called and knit together and have these intricacies woven into us that contribute to our calling and our purpose and and we've gotten so we can get so tunnel vision on you know something that we we forget to enjoy doing the things that God created us to do proverbs a verse in proverbs talks about have you seen a man skilled in his work he will not serve before obscure men he will serve before kings. And I know it's a really funny thing, but like I have always loved to watch somebody doing something that they are good at and skilled to do. And, and I, it's, it's a funny, kind of a funny example, but like when I go to the horseshoer and the horseshoer is working on my horse's feet and he's trimming and like using the rasp and then putting the shoe on and like finishing and all that, like, it's just so fun for me to watch my horseshoer do something like that to do what he is good at to do what he is gifted and called to do because he's skilled at it he enjoys it and i am not skilled at it like y'all i tried to trim a horse's feet once in college me and my roommate did and like the two of us the two of us and neither one of us are like sissy lalas the two of us are squeezing on these nippers and got like one tiny chunk of hoof trimmed off and it was it was pathetic it was so bad but i wasn't skilled for that now, did my horseshoer, has he had to practice his skill? Has he had to build his muscles to do those things? Yes, he has. But he is gifted to do that thing. And it is cool to watch him do what he is gifted to do. And I think when we, when we take a step back and we look at the things that we're good at and we allow the Holy Spirit to piece together, to bring to light the pieces that he has put in us that, that create our unique calling and we think about the things that we enjoy and the things that we're good at y'all we can really start to enjoy our gifts and i've heard um christy wright told this story a long long time ago i think it was in a podcast that she did about a painting that her mother-in-law had given her of a beloved dog that had passed away and it was a dog that was like i don't remember what breed it is Bernese mountain dog or something like that. And it was just this picture. And she was like, Oh, that's cool. And like, she hung it on her wall and it reminded her of her dog. And she thought it was really cool. And it was like a year later, she learned that not only was that like 
It was a hand-painted picture that her mother-in-law did for her, but it was specifically of her exact dog. It wasn't just like some random dog or some painting picked up off the street corner. No, it was created and crafted just for her. And it was a gift given to her to enjoy. And when we start to make the shift and see our gifts as just that, a gift for us to enjoy and for us to use to bless other people and bring glory to God, one, we take our gifts a lot more seriously. And two, we're going to enjoy doing what we're created to do, like a champion rejoicing to run his race. Y'all, I, I love to run barrels. I loved to play basketball in high school. But when I stepped out onto that court, I wasn't like surprised that I was going to have to run. I wasn't surprised that I was going to have to shoot the ball and play defense and do those things. Like I enjoyed doing that thing that I loved doing. And I enjoyed the work of doing it. I enjoy running barrels. I enjoy being outside and sweating and getting dirt in my ears. I mean, I enjoy the doing and the using of my gift. And I think when we, when we are able to just take that step back and look at our gifts as gifts, like I've talked about, and to be enjoyed and shared and used, it's going to help us see every little thing that we do as a way to bless people and glorify God. And I know that like, you know, as you're growing up and people are like, oh, what are you gifted to do? And you're like, "Uh." I mean, we tend to relegate gifts and talents as like, singing or painting or dancing and it's like y'all there are so many more gifts than that like we serve a god who is infinitely creative infinitely creative and and he didn't make any two of us in all of eternity exactly alike he has such a specific and unique blend of your gifts and your callings that you can't just relegate your gift to well i am good at singing and, and that just be it, right? Like learn to explore the things that the, the, pa- the talents, the talents and the passions that God has, has put inside of you and really dig in and see like what you like, what you enjoy, what you're good at, what people come to you advice for advice for. Like all of those things are, are little pieces of your gifts and little aspects of you for you to enjoy and to use to bless others and to glorify God. But that's That's a whole nother thing, y'all. We could go into that for days and days and days. And the last point I want to make about this is if you're still like a cool faith, but I still don't know how my gift of being able to put things in order or make shoes or design clothes or whatever, whatever your gift is. If you're like, I still don't see how this is calling work and is ministry and is going to bless people and glorify God. I still don't see how that fits as kingdom work. I'm going to recount a story that Rabbi Daniel Lappin told in his book, Thou Shall Prosper. And he was talking about, it was an illustration that he gave of a rabbi. I think it was just like a Jewish parable. I don't know. It's been a while since I read that, but it was where this, this man wakes up every day and says, Oh Lord, thank you for all these people who are here to serve me. And somebody's like, well, that sounds kind of cocky. And he's like, no, like, think about it. Like if I had to do all of these things to get a piece of bread myself, how hard would that be? But instead God has blessed the farmer to grow the wheat and somebody to harvest the wheat and somebody to grind the wheat and somebody to bake the bread. And now I just have to slice off the bread, put it in the toaster and eat it. And that was very much a paraphrased 
faithified version. But when you see your gift as calling work and a way that you can help make somebody's life easier or bless them, it changes everything, everything. So the last point I want to make to help encourage you to see your job or business as calling work is this. Think about the people who have greatly impacted your life. So I'll be honest, a lot of them for me have been pastors and people in vocational vocational ministry. Absolutely. And I'm sure they that that's the same in your life. Like we just said goodbye to my pastor 15 years. He, he went home to be with Jesus way too early for me. <laughs> but he was like, he greatly impacted my life. But also a lot of the people that, you know, impact our lives are people that we just do everyday life with or work with. I know that for me, I have I have connected with people over rodeo like for years and years and years. And that passion and that that gift that God has given me has enabled me to speak into so many lives. And, you know, it's allowed other people to speak into my life. It's formed so many amazing connections. Okay, so to do a quick recap, seeing your job or business is calling work, I want you to reframe your thinking about what ministry is. Reframe your thinking about the purpose of church. Remember what God's primary concern is, and that's people. Take a step back and look at your gifts as gifts to be enjoyed and shared and used to glorify God. And then lastly, think about the people who have greatly impacted your life and the area of work that they were called to and how they were gifted. And then I have a couple bonus tips for you. Uh, Pray for your coworkers, pray for your employees, pray for your clients, and just be led by Holy Spirit. Um, I One of the things that I am trying to get better at and, and try to do is to approach every day, every encounter, every trip to Walmart with, Lord, show me who to bless, show me who to pray for, show me who to encourage. I mean, really, y'all, if there's ever any place that people need like encouraged, it's in Walmart. <laughs> And, and I really do believe that when we run our businesses slash find our businesses or just our everyday jobs with the heart to do everything as unto the Lord, like Colossians 3 talks about, we will see so much more fulfillment and so much more profit. So until next time, y'all, thank you so much. I pray that this blesses you. I pray that it encourages you to step into your calling fully, to lean into the God who created you uniquely and blessed you to be a blessing to others. Lord, I pray that you would make your face shine upon them, that you would bless them, that they would see how much you love them and the work that you've called them to do, that you would give them your spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding would just be flooded with light, that they would know the hope, the hope of your calling and the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints. God, because you have put a glorious inheritance in your people to reveal your character and nature to those around you. And so, Father, I thank you that this that this message goes forth and blesses and encourages them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening in today. It means the world that you tuned in. Hopefully this episode inspired you, challenged you, and left you feeling like you really can do the thing that God has called you to do, even if you need a nap first. If it did, can I ask you a couple favors? Would you please subscribe so you don't miss a thing? Share this episode with a friend and take 30 seconds and go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it bless my socks off to know that this is helping you, but it will help spread this message to more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs 
Connect with me over on Instagram at Faith Hannon and find out about all the things, courses, coaching, and copywriting at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.